Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. We are your hosts. I'm Joseph Robertson, Coffee Lovers Magazine. I'm here with Jesse Nelson of Conduit Coffee. What's happening, Joseph? We have microphones. What? Yeah. We didn't have them before? We had one. And then you, audience, had to listen to the constant drone of traffic and the occasional band. <laughs> and the awkward echoes. Yep. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a lot better than that now, though. We'll see. We will. Yeah. Either way, you're going to have to enjoy it because this is what we have now. What's weird is they'll know before we think about this in our podcast. They'll know? Yeah, that the microphones already do sound better. Oh, that's true. So two episodes ago, we did our... Was it two episodes? I think it was two episodes ago. We did our favorite <laughs> brewing methods. And I asked people to, re- to tell us what their favorite brewing methods are. Yeah. And we did, we did get... Uh, we did get someone to share, and I said I would do a little shout-out. So, um, but, but this, this fan wishes to remain mostly anonymous. So this is um, super anonymous fan Chris, whose favorite okay. brewing method is the Chemex. But because of the right, show, I like him already. this person is now also uh, really interested in the Kalita Wave. Ah. So I haven't even gotten it yet, and I'm already converting people. <laughs> I love a Kalita. Oh, well, I guess I, I have had good copies on the Kalita. Yeah. But, um, They're very nice. It's a nice yeah. comparison between a Chemex and a Kalita. It's, it's cool, because they do brew coffee differently. Yeah. The filters make a difference in the shape. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, I just need to go ahead and do that. It's also... So I have the three-cup Chemex, which turns out is a little awkward for doing video demonstrations because <laughs> it has far less surface area to focus on things. Like I, I did a video on the bloom, mm. just explaining Oh, but it. yeah, it's like the size and, but, of a yeah, quarter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's not much to show. And I was kind of like, and there you can see the gas escaping and you can kind of see it's foamed up a little bit. This is a really bad brewing device to show this to you on. <laughs> That's my video. <laughs> Cuts to a V60. Uh, a V60 would be good. I'll probably either do another, I'll probably do another video when I get the clay away. Anyways. Yeah. Are you enjoying that cup of coffee? It is. It's wonderful. Um, kind of lucked out. Yeah. Are you not enjoying yours? No, I really like mine too. Just, uh, it's an Americano mm-hmm. and haven't necessarily dialed in the espresso today. Yeah. So, it's got some interesting flavors. I keep running into different stuff. There was some floral thing that I don't know what that was. It's kind of disappeared now, and now I'm getting like vanilla. Yep. And some nice roasty and chocolatiness. It's tasty. It's almost gone. Mm-hmm. It's making me sad. It's almost gone. It's too bad not all cups of coffee can be perfect. Is it though? Because I don't know. There's so much fun in in the adventure and discovery of things and. That's true. I mean, I guess it's and more then, frustrating when you really want a good cup of coffee and you mess up the brew. That's true. And that happens. That happened to me yesterday. Uh, actually, it, this was with the, with the <laughs> brew that I made for this, this Bloom video. Uh, and then I was, it, was, it was the first coffee I had of the day, and I decided to do the video alongside. And I finished, and I'm like, great, now I can have my cup of coffee. I can do some writing. I took a sip, and it was awful. Just awful. <laughs> like, it was clearly 
And and I've I've made enough cups and tried to figure out how brewing goes that I do this this kind of natural sort of problem solving whenever I have a bad cup. But I think it's it's just as equally likely that when you have a bad cup, you don't do that. You just have a bad cup of coffee, and maybe you just keep having the coffee that way, and maybe, then yeah. you don't know what the problem is or how to fix it, and maybe you assume it's the coffee, and so you go to another coffee that worked for you before. Right. Uh, and then I mean, that just, happens the other direction, too, of course, where you finally figure out and you just use the same method every single time. That's true. That's true. Um, but I think that uh, uh, there's certainly a danger there of danger. There's the danger. Danger, stranger danger. Of um, if you if you have a bad cup and then you you can't you can't either can't identify why it's bad or identify that it is in fact a technical error in the brewing and not the coffee itself. Right. That you're that maybe you you just go back to what you're used to or give up on brewing altogether yep. and then just go you get it. You just go to Fred Meyer and get a K-cup. That's giving up. I'm going to do a rant video against pod machines soon. I've, I've, I've stayed decidedly positive on everything in the magazine. And so part of the way that I do that is I just avoid topics that are terrible. So you'll never see content about K-cups in the magazine. Right. Pods. 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 We shouldn't call out one company. There are a lot of bad companies. <laughs> <laughs> you know it really grinds my gears. You know really grinds my gears. <laughs> so anyways, how do you then, you have a bad cup of coffee, what do you do? Right. Um, and it's hard, I think, when people are exploring pour overs for kind of the first time they're getting into it, that it's really disconcerting when you just can't quite figure it out and there's yeah. nobody there to kind of guide you or you're yeah. just, you know, you're kind of stuck. Definitely. At our end of things, because we make pour overs all the time and we're pretty precise about this, it's still frustrating. Um, I mean, it happened to me with the new Guatemalan. We had the gigantic bean, the Pacamara. Okay. And yeah. it, it's just a, it's a big coffee bean. It has a totally different cell structure than regular coffee beans. And so, you know, it just took a while to figure out the grind setting and, you know, ended up kind of troubleshooting myself and just stepping back and be like, all right, well, what am I tasting? Where do those flavors come from? You know, what's the time to brew ratio and all that kind of stuff, and then how to improve that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it's important, I think, for everybody to just kind of step back and check what they're yeah. doing and practice. I think, uh, I think really Don't good give equipment up. can help with this, too. I'm, I'm getting increasingly tired with my, my little hand grinder. Um, I mean, I love the Porlex. It served me well. But like this morning, well, there's a couple things. Number one, the darn handle comes off all the time. So this morning, <laughs> another rant this morning I'm trying to, I know this oh, another, right. I'm trying to grind my coffee and I was like, <laughs> stay on the, I have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep myself. <laughs> makes you sound more mean. Dang it. And then I dropped the thing and it, <sighs> I'm getting tired of the darn handle flying off the grinder. And then it's not like the most consistent thing. This is not supposed to be a rant episode. <laughs> know, Let's get back to solving the problem. There. Uh, anyway, so yesterday, yesterday I made this coffee, and it should have been really good. I was brewing the, I was brewing the El Salvador, the the um, natural mm -hmm. El Salvador, which I love, and it came off disgusting. Like mm. it was just. I mean, I've done crazy stuff with that coffee, and it just seems to be delicious every. every it was thin and like sour on the edges, and it flat on the top. And this coffee's like. 
you overdose it a little bit, I find raspberry cake, like deep chocolate cake, and if it's kind of light and faster brew, espresso, things like that, we're able to get kind of champagne, like yeah. berry out of it. Um, yeah, I've definitely had some amazing cups of coffee, but this one was just weak hmm. and ineffective. And my initial That's reaction... The fault. Clearly. Francis. <laughs> Francis! Frankie, Frankie box of donuts. Donuts? <laughs> Let me tell you about donuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I, I, I start I start in the extremes whenever I'm trying to solve any kind of problem. I think it's very pertinent with coffee as well. Like, I think sour and bitter are good extremes to look at. And to me, when I encounter something that's sour, you know, the weakness of it kind of kind of is a giveaway as well. And I could taste like it felt watery. So I, I was like, clearly I've under-extracted this in some way. Mm -hmm. There's something Not going a lot on. of body. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it also had brewed a bit fast, so that was kind of a giveaway. Um, and then I went back into the the filter where the, you know the grounds were, because I I don't throw it away immediately. I let it drain in the sink, so I'm not. So you investigated why? So like, yeah, there, like, I was like, clearly it's <laughs> no. The gr it was just coffee, way too coarse. Grams. It was way okay. too coarse. So that's I was like, like an why issue is this way too coarse? Slipping or something breaking. Yeah, and either the grinder had slipped, or I think what had happened is um, I had been playing around. I've been playing around with a, a cold slow drip. And I think maybe I coarsened it up a bit for that and forgot that I had done that. That sounds very likely. That could very well be what it was. <laughs> it sounds like you just figured it out. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I But, I but a coarser again. grind means that there's less surface area for the water to interact with the coffee, mm -hmm. which makes it less soluble and also lets the water permeate flow yeah. through it faster. So yeah, you're going to get a much less, ba uh, a much less, right. a much more improper balance of acids and lipids. And that, I think, also contributes to like sourness. Um, so sourness, weakness, wateriness. When I experience those things, I think, okay, I've un under extracted. Right. Because they brew, they they extract yeah. faster. There's Maybe, and there are other things that could go wrong uh, that could cause that mm -hmm. um, if it's not if it's not the grind size. And just to just to reiterate, this morning I brewed the same coffee, and I I fixed my grind size, and then it came out perfect. Okay. So it was so clearly it a grind size issue. It's not Francis. No. <laughs> and I, I had brewed from that bag before very well. So I'd had a really good cups of coffee from that bag. And then I had a bad cup of coffee with that bag. And then I changed it and I had a good right. cup of coffee. That's so how you know something's wrong with your, your equipment. Something is wrong with me and what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, other things, other <laughs> problems that, that, that could... Uh, so it could, if it's not grind size, you know, maybe the, maybe the water's not hot enough. Mm -hmm. I've had or, a scale start going out on me, yeah. and so it misweighs, and mm -hmm. so there's too much coffee or too little coffee. You don't quite catch it. Right. Um, um, also, something that I've or the been coffee itself concerned about. It wants to be a little, you know, the coffee wants to brew differently, yeah. like the Guatemalan. I've had very weird experiences with my Chemex filters lately, where when I, I do, when I print the filter, I get a very strong floral aromatic coming from the filter. Like very strong. Like blueberries. That'd be funny. Yeah, like blueberries or lavender. No, I'm serious. Well, I remember when we, for a while, that was a mistake, but we stored our filters in old cigar boxes and they took on the, the taste yeah. of the cedar. That's an interesting experiment, like intentionally. 
So I have... I, I didn't intentionally do it. I didn't no, I know, it. but yeah. that would be interesting intentionally. Oh, to intentionally try it. Yeah. Um, but so I've had this happen before when I was uh, living on the boat. I had very little cabinet space, and my filters ended up living in the same cabinet as my spices. And so it became permeated, with especially the coriander and like the mm. cardamom, which I had lots of because I was... That's like a whole new era of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> floral wave of getting to pick your flavor filter. That sounds horrible. Well, we're not flavoring the coffee itself, right? So it's fine. Um, so perhaps we should we should outline. Uh, okay, so there's the other range. So you have sour, weak, blah blah blah. The other mm -hmm. range I look at is like excessively bitter. Um, yeah, thick body. Yeah, yeah, too thick, uh, too bitter, very too strong. Um, that's going to be over extracted. That one's a little bit more difficult to explain with words. I think they, they both kind of are. Just it's tastes difficult more to, a higher concentration. Yeah. Coffee to me. Um, I think it's also more rare that it's overdosed like that for conventional problems. Yeah, I think most things. people do tend to just in general mm. not put enough coffee in. So maybe drip machines, you know, when your in laws show up and they just fill it up and it just the grinds go everywhere. I like the coffee strong. That's that's not how that works. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> I saw so, I saw a funny. Uh, I'm totally getting. I don't care. Whatever. People love the show for this. We just go off on tangents. <laughs> I saw I saw a meme that was uh, <laughs> it was two coffee pots and one said this isn't coffee. This is coffee, and one was like this golden color and one was black, and I'm like. Some of the best coffees I've ever had in my life are, you know, you hold them up to the light and they're like golden or red. Yeah, or especially. It has nothing to do with strength. No. I mean, if you want charcoal, then. It has much more to do with the color of the roasted beans. Yeah. I think. Pape, I think I think there's this identification of, of the strength of your cup of coffee with the color of the, oh, it's constant. Like how dark is it? Yep. And then of course that's where the whole well, light roasted coffee has more caffeine came from, like the counter argument. Shall we get back to the topic at hand? <laughs> solving your yeah. solving your mistakes. <laughs> Just put a mark on it. We'll delete it. I'm not going to delete anything. <laughs> anything <laughs> at leave all together. Including when Jesse beat the microphone. Um, um, so we have the two extremes. Yep. The is it is it like under extracted or over extracted in a number of different ways. And there's some weird like sourness put in there, especially with pour overs. I think you know like if it's over extracted and it's too much, like you. You think sourness comes into play there as well? It's a different sour. Like to me, it's it's like the bitter, mm. like, but it's pungent. Like light coffees to me, like it's much more floral, kind of vegetal sour. Like technical pungent? Technical. Yep. <laughs> Would you like to describe what technical pungent smells like? I believe that according to the new lexicon, it is a. Oh boy. Orange oil. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's an extract. It's an orange peel extract. I could see how that would that would hit the nose in kind of a sour it's fashion. It's weird, yeah. It's good. It's not like a, that. Actually, does sound like a pretty good right. description of what you're trying to explain. <laughs> it's 
Sometime in the future, we'll explain what we're talking Good about. Good on them for this lexicon. Yes. <laughs> it's apparently quite accurate. It's actually going to be something worth uh, sharing in your magazine, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, I want to get very familiar with it as I'm doing the videos, the, these coffee exploration videos. I want to start incorporating that <laughs> in a way that... I think we should just record our meetings more often. Yeah, isn't that what we do? <laughs> so you want to make your coffee better. Yeah. <laughs> First listen to us pontificate about taste and... <laughs> and organizing future episodes. Putting up insulation. So what else can go wrong with your brew in the morning, Jesse? And what would you do about it? I mean, there's what, a hashtag what, uh, for AeroPress fails when they tip over and stuff like that, but... Well, um, I can't really help someone. What I find is a big difference is if, if you're going from a darker coffee or a medium roast coffee to a light roasted coffee, and it's really kind of a fun experiment just to try that in a Chemex because the grind setting is, is they're very much different grind settings on, mm. on like a Brazza or something like that. Um, so, you know, you kind of need to go a little bit more fine on the lighter roasted coffees because they're not quite as water soluble, so you need to increase that surface area. Whereas darker roasted, because they're, they've been in the heat longer, their cell structure has changed. Mm -hmm. And you'll also even so have... It's a, yeah, so you can, see, you can see that difference. And so going that, and as a home user, if you're not quite aware of that, or you switch coffees a lot, or you know, you're exploring things, or even if you get you know, subscriptions like ours that have random mixed coffee in it, um, it's an important thing to remember that, that not every coffee can be brewed the same way either. Mm -hmm. It kind of opens up that rabbit hole of brewing and then dialing it in and, and working with that. And when, when you go dark to light, if you are in the habit of roasting by or of uh, brewing by volume, of you know using your little scooper or whatever, right? Then you're definitely going to have problems yep. because the darker roasted coffee is taking up more space, and so you have less of it in there, right? Versus the light roasted coffee, and always brew by weight. Anyway, so you don't, yeah, I mean, you don't want to just give up on your brewing, and especially if you're trying out home, like pour-overs at home mm. for the first time. You know, there's ways to kind of dial it in. And I think look especially... At, look at brew recipes that are on various websites. Yeah. We have some on our conduit site, but they're not as good as some of the other flashy ones at Stumptown, Intelligentsia, and those companies have with publishing departments. Um, and they help you a lot. You know, you can sort of figure it out. So if it's like if they give you a gram ratio or, or you know, volume ratio, and you follow that, and it's still too weak, then you need to, you know, uh, make your grind finer. Mm -hmm. Or if it's, you know, too, you know, too over-extracted, then you... Yeah. This is part of the reason we always harp on uh, brewing by weight and using all these other conventions, because it, it, it introduces consistency, right. which makes it much easier to solve a problem when it's happening. And replicate a good cup. That's right. I mean, a lot of superstition of coffee is just because you don't quite know what it's going to do, so you end up with a product afterwards, and you look back at the numbers that you had going into that, and then you can sort of try and replicate it. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know. And then you're forever in a chase. Constantly. I go through existential crises in my brewing. Yeah. And foam. Would foam. you like to tell me about that? No. How does that make emotional. you feel? They're frustrating. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know this coffee's good, and I can't make it right. What is it? Like, I struggle with our Ethiopian, and it's like, all right, let's think back. It's really, really high altitude. It's really small, dense bean, light roast. It still doesn't work. Mm. It's like, there must be something wrong with my grinder. Are you talking about, like, in terms of the uh, espresso? or actually? No, like, I'm just, like, talking for over. As well. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's very interesting. Um, when, you, when you have a really good coffee like that, um, 
as as a as a business that wants to help people find coffees and and have good coffees if you're running into problems surely your customers and just coffee drinkers in general are going to have uh challenges as well right are oh, oh yeah run into the same problems and that's the thing about light roasted coffees i mean they're delicious and we're very fortunate to have them but they more, are much more finicky and yeah. they're a little harder to dial in and the harder beans are harder on the equipment Mm-hmm. Um, so it challenges kind of some of the older styles of brewing and stuff like that. They require harder water and finer grinding. So, I don't know. They're also really tasty. Yeah. It's worth it. I think we're good on that one. All right. But we didn't have an awkward ending. It was pretty bad. I don't know. Just Just stopping a conversation isn't an awkward ending. You have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.